I've got, I don't have any wine and I have truly is from the pool. So I was like, I'm going to crack one open. <laughs> just really embarrassed. <laughs> I feel weird drinking a uh, truly inside during the nighttime. I'm like, that, that feels odd to me. Yeah, that should be illegal. I know, it really should be. like something to nibble on some pizza shooters shrimp poppers extreme fajitas from deep in the heart of texas i'm hillary fan forget it butler and this show has everything we're back on the never ending cinema road trip and this time we're jumping into the ford f-150 and driving to the state we all love to hate and sometimes love to love the lone star state here with me to talk moon towers, pixie haircuts, chic berets, and what the fuck a PC low letter means, I have three of my favorite friends. From the Crow's Nest Studios in Albany, New York, it's Bobby Just Keep Living Pape. Hi, Bobby. Yeehaw. <laughs> um, from Money Pit Studios in Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith the Big D Van Harn. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in Dallas for five years, too, so I'm also an expert. Uh, yeah, you, I had to give it to you. Um, yep. And finally, from No Name Studios, it's Christy Hook'em Wise. Hi, Christy. <laughs> Don't mess with Texas. <laughs> um, as usual, do some small talk, mailbag, medium talk, tea she recommends, and how you can get involved with the show. Um, okay, before we start the road trip, Bobby, do you want to do some small talk? Yeah, I figured I'd better do some catching up because I haven't been here in a couple of weeks. Uh, last weekend, Sam and I were in Seattle da, 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 so mm-hmm. that she could run a half marathon down by Mount Rainier, and I could watch her run a half marathon <laughs> down by That's Mount That's the only kind of half marathon I want to engage yep. in. Yeah. Observational. Yes. Uh, actually, I ended up spending most of the time she was running um, assisting with first aid. Uh, this was terrible, but the parking area that we used was just like an open field next to a parking lot at a like a town park and the ground was really uneven and I went back to the car and I popped open the tailgate and I was just going to let some fresh air in the car while I was going to get some work done there was like no cell reception so I just had my laptop and was going to dive in and then as I'm opening the back hatch out of the corner of my eye I just see an older woman just face plant just like go from like right up to face down and I go over and a couple of other people come over and she's got this terrible bloody nose oh. and she's wearing like a white linen shirt that is just getting so bloody. Of course you choose a white linen shirt on the day that right. you like face plant. Oh God. And she's clearly um, not thinking perfectly clearly because her biggest concern is her daughter is just about to finish the half marathon and her husband's there with their three dogs, little dogs. And she doesn't want to alert her daughter. Like She doesn't want her daughter to be worried about her and see her in this condition. And oh. she ends up sending her husband away to go to the finish line to see her daughter. And I think there must be something going on there. Like, there must be a family thing. This is clearly a big moment for the family. And he takes two of the dogs randomly. And the third one we put in her car. It's pretty. It's not too hot. Um, and then she's just sitting on the ground. And a couple of other guys come over. And we're all just like. You know, can we get you anything? We get her some paper her towels. Her husband leaves her? She yells at him to go. She insists okay. that he go. And something tells me that's 
their dynamic. Mm. And we want to get her a medic, and she won't get a medic. And we finally get one of the race like staffers to come over with a pickup truck. And he's like, well, I'll just drive you to the finish line. And we finally convince her to take this ride. Actually, I think he ended up driving her car. We got her into her car and drove her up there. And we tricked her because they took her right to the first aid tent. (laughs) (laughs) But she, you know, her nosebleed had stopped by then. But, like, she was just probably mildly concussed. Like, she was so disoriented. And I I later caught up with both her husband and one of the other guys who was helping. And she was fine. It had all been resolved. But I didn't get any work done because of this woman who had to go tripping over an uneven bit of dirt. So, Well, that's good of you to to, to take care of her. Because that can be something serious. And even if it doesn't look serious, it can become... Especially in the elderly. So good right. for you. So Well, I mean, I, I wasn't the only one around and we were all helping. But I mean, just uh, it was an easy distraction for me. So I was happy to do it. Uh, I also had a little bit of feedback from the last episode. Uh, since I didn't get to come on, I wanted to uh, speak to the world's largest ball of twine. Just to say uh, there's more than one and it's kind of a big deal. Um, there are all sorts of people who have a claim to the greatest largest ball of twine thing there's actually an entire episode of 99 percent invisible dedicated to this because there's like different kinds of twine and then oh there's people God. who are like the pieces are tied together or not what um it's like uh there's like a big debate in the big world's largest ball of twine community so uh i will put the link in the show notes it's actually much more interesting than i'm making it sound Cool. Your silence. You so? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and bosses. I actually don't have a lot of good, bad, and ugly bosses, but I just do want to mention a story from one of, I guess I'll call this an ugly boss moment. Uh, and I do mean this as in physical ugliness. Um, I had a boss many years ago, and I always take every opportunity to tell this story. Clearly used either like that topic hair powder or spray like Luke Burbank uses. And he had a fairly significant bald spot that he would spray with this stuff. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then he would come in to our graphic designer's office and sit in the chairs along the wall next to the designer's desk to give feedback and also just be generally annoying. And he would rock his head back and forth against the wall while he was sitting there. And then he would get up and leave, and there would be a black powdery splotch. Oh, yeah. No. I feel like I remember this story. <laughs> and so you can uh. always tell when he had Oh, <laughs> uh, he's been there. <laughs> he I feel up. like as a woman who wears makeup sometimes, like, that is always on my mind. Yeah. Like, don't touch anything. Yeah. Don't wipe your face on anything. Yeah. Don't touch your face. Like, I think I would be hyper, hyper aware. Totally. If right. I yep. sprayed some bullshit <laughs> in my hair like that, <laughs> don't touch it to the wall it's like in um coming to america when the like soul glow parents like get up from the couch and there's like a (laughs) ring of like soul glow (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh and while i'm talking about luke burbank uh actually that's a good transition to the fact that i am a super possessor just like he is and i have to have the best of everything i possibly can and uh that turned into quite a disaster on the Seattle trip. So the plan for those of you listeners out there who are familiar with Seattle geography is that we were going to stay at a decent hotel near the airport, uh, near SeaTac, because we had to schlep down to Rainier twice. We had to go down Friday to get Sam's bib and then Saturday for the race. And so I just figured we would avoid all the congestion of going up to the city and then down to Rainier and then up to the sea and down to Rainier back and forth over and over again. 
and uh, I'm a Marriott Platinum Elite, Ooh. which comes with some Sweet Night Awards <laughs> points things that I can redeem. And I'm looking at all these mediocre hotels around the airport because they basically all are. And then I see this four points uh, by Sheridan. And I think to myself, that's a whatever. It's just a four points. I've actually been there once before for a drink in the casino slash Chinese food restaurant. Um, And then I see that they have these suites and they're these massive two floor suites with a ridiculous window view. Uh, and two bedrooms and two bathrooms, and we can both take showers as long as we want at the same time. And it's perfect. It's just like, if we're going to stay in mediocrity near the airport, at least we'll have the nicest room in mediocrity by the airport. So we'll really embrace it. And I put in for the upgrade, and the upgrade's like from a $150 a night room to these $1,000 a night rooms on the website, and I get it. They take my upgrade nights, and they give me this super ridiculous suite. So we get there very late on Thursday night after flying in, flying all day. And we get to the hotel and the phones are ringing every line. There's people in the lobby like yelling for attention and there's no one else working except this woman who tells us she's been working there one month and she doesn't know anything. Like she's readily admitting that she doesn't know anything. And then we, we go to check in and she goes, Oh, you, We tried to call you. We tried to call you several times. Um, The room that you booked is not available. No. And I'm just like... um, The whole point was to... Right. Yeah. (laughs) There's very few reasons to stay at a Four Points by Sheridan by the airport. (laughs) 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 And this this was the reason. And she goes, yeah, um, those rooms are under construction. They've been under construction the entire time I've been working here. And I'm just like, okay, well, somebody approved the upgrade. And like... I know people who've used those suites before for corporate events. So like, I know they exist. I know that they are available and they're still available on your website. Like I opened the app and I was just like, look, I could just buy it right now. And she goes, yeah, I don't know why they do that. And then she has no answers. So we end up getting like a regular room, which, you know, would be fine if that's what our plan had been. Uh, but our expectations were, were dodged. And also she was really clueless. And then I go back downstairs a little later Um, because it was so hectic that I just figured, okay, well, we'll just check in. We need to like use a bathroom and get washed up. And turns out they had tried to call while we were already in the air. So this reservation has been in place for weeks and they decide to call four hours before we get there to say our room is not there. Uh, Instead of a great view of trees and water, we get a view of a sketchy healthcare company next door and and people revving their engines flying up and down the side streets through SeaTac. So I go back downstairs and things have calmed down, and now she's there, still really frazzled, but there's another person there. It's an older guy who's been working there for five years, which I'm pretty sure is how long that property has been open. So she's like, you can talk to him. And I go over to him, uh, and actually, uh, I'm just I'm stunned, because I go over to him, and he just immediately starts yelling at me and says, oh, I heard about you. That's Marriott's fault. That's not our problem. You need to deal with Marriott. They shouldn't have done that. They're the problem. They don't communicate with us. And I'm just like, okay, I'm just a customer. <laughs> and this guy starts berating me. And we get in a shouting match. And I'm, I'm finally just like, look, I just want to know who's in charge. Like, can I just get a name and phone number of your manager? And she go, and he goes, no, our manager is in Texas at training. We don't have our manager right now. Jeez. And I'm like, okay, uh, is anyone in charge of this property? Can I just get a name and phone number for anyone? And finally, he's like, well, I guess you could talk to the head housekeeper. She's in charge, uh, sort of, <laughs> right now. 
Oh my and, god! I mean, you like, can't throw the freaking housekeeper who yeah, life really. is like right. a nightmare already. I'm like, okay, uh, so can I get like a phone number? And and he's like, well, she's not in charge, but she's kind of in charge. And I was like, okay, I, I just need a phone number of someone, anyone I could talk to in the morning because it's like midnight. And uh, he is just yelling at me. And finally, they give me a general business card. They were like, ask for Nikki. And I was like, okay. Okay. That's it. We're, we're leaving. We're leaving in the morning. It's too late to leave now. We're leaving in the morning. So I go upstairs and I tweet. I, I DM Marriott's like customer service account. And I'm just like, hey, we got screwed here. Like, they didn't give us the room. And apparently it's under construction. And this first girl we talked to was really nice. And I, I did, I don't think I wrote girl in my thing, but she was very young, but she like Sam and I just agreed that if we were her, we would have walked out by now. Yeah. Like the way people were yelling at her and how overwhelming it was and how poorly organized it was. And then I was like, and this guy, and I'm just like, he was super rude and not friendly and not helpful and blamed you for everything. And on and on. And I just explained my interaction. And they were like, okay, we'll look into it. We'll open an incident thing. I uh, I book us a room at another Four Points, the one up by the Space Needle in the city, which was very nice, actually. It was a complete 180. Uh, we went up there, and the kid behind the desk was like, oh, yeah, we've heard stories of that one. This is different ownership. We're so sorry. Aww. Um, but in the morning, I go downstairs. Uh, we go to leave. Well, actually, not to leave. I go to get us some coffee, uh, and I go out to the rental car. I'm going to run down the street to, like, a drive through yeah, we have a flat tire. <laughs> this is the second time I've rented from National in two months. It's the second time I've gotten a car that ended up breaking. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to get coffee. I go back inside, realize I don't have my room key. <laughs> so I have to go to the front desk. I see there's hotel coffee, so I go to get a cup, and it's kicked. It's empty. <laughs> and I go to the front desk, and it's the same asshole from the night before. <gasps> no. He's still there. The The woman is gone, but he's still there. And I just look at him and I go, hi, um, I'm, I'm sorry that I was frustrated last night. I'd been on a six hour flight and clearly things were not working out correctly. And I've taken it up with Marriott, but I'm, I'm sorry if I was heated. Like I just decided to pull, yeah. you know, apologize for my behavior, even though I really didn't do anything wrong, just to try to smooth things over and get a room key and go back up to my room. And I said, we're going to check out today. We've booked another room up, up in the city, um, you know, I we're just, you know, and I'll deal with Marriott and get this all straightened out. And he just looks at me and he goes, oh, I know. They forward all the feedback that you sent. <gasps> Ooh. Ah! <laughs> you're like, you're like the emoji. You're like the emoji. I would be like the emoji of like, you know, the smile. The like. <laughs> oh, no. He looked at me. He said that. And then he just said, I read everything. And I just oh. looked at him and I said, Good. <laughs> God, it's so awkward. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you know how that went. And then he just goes, she said they were under construction. I said, yeah. And he goes, the air conditioner's broken in all of them, Ooh. which also sounds really suspect. Mm-hmm. All of them, all of those suites, apparently. Um, and I just said, well, you know, whatever. We're, we're leaving. Give me a room key. And I, I got a room key and I went upstairs and we packed up. And I was just like, nope, we're leaving now. We need yeah. to just leave this place. We can never come back to this place. <laughs> we never come back to this place. Cursed. And then I go to check out, and he was like, "Hey, look, um, I, I I'm gonna not charge you for parking uh, because she didn't know if you had a car or not, and so we're just not gonna charge you for the parking." And I was like, "Thanks." I guess. <laughs> like, you kind of only half had a car. I paid anyway, a, paid 177 dollars for a for a hotel room we used for six hours of sleep, and then we got up and left. Um, thanks, yeah, thanks for saving me that 15 bucks. 
Uh, and then, yeah, we took the rental car back to the airport, swapped it out, and uh, the rest of the trip was great. We played tourists, saw the Space Needle, saw some of the glass sculptures, at least the ones you can see without paying, sort of peeked through the bushes into the museum. <laughs> you were the creeper of the museum. <laughs> uh, you know, we went out to dinner, seafood on the bed. You know, we did, we did on Lake Union, we did the whole thing. And then um, Sam ran a race, and we dropped in on Will the Pilot ever so quickly. And then, uh, uh, and then we came back. And uh, it was a delightful trip from the second day on. So uh, sorry I missed you last week, but uh, that was where I was. And uh, yeah, so uh, I'm back. You're back, baby. Um, We'll see how my next rental car experience goes and my next hotel goes. uh, Well, while um, Bobby was jaunting off to the West Coast, I was jaunting off to the East Coast. And Bobby and I missed each other like a couple of times by just a few hours, basically. Right, Bobby? Like you were in New Hampshire until what, Sunday? Yeah, and we were like even close to each other, and like where we were in New Hampshire, I know, we just like right it, up the road. From yeah, each other. yeah, we were like not that far from each other. Um, so Dave and the kids and I went to um, Boston, the New Hampshire, um, for the week, and it was great. Except, you know, tickets are really expensive right now, which is whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's just like pent up demand and you know lack of pilots or whatever. I don't know. I mean, there's like a whole. You know, it's like everything is sort of uh, backlogged a little bit. So anyway, the oh, the best flight I could find that was not crazy expensive and was not a million stops was we left like at 7.30 on Saturday night. And then we left at 7 a.m. on Friday morning. Ugh. I won't do that again because it was just a little, I mean, it just took too much off on both ends. And like if it was just Dave and me, I'd be like, whatever, we can, you know, we'll figure it out with the kids in tow and the, their sleep isn't quite as precious and they did they honestly did great but the, it just is like a little bit um sketchy with them um but we did fly delta which honestly i had not flown delta and i don't even remember how long like for i 20 years i don't remember the last time i flew delta it's just never been something that i needed to fly it was great we had a great time it was delayed on the way there which sucked because we didn't get into like one or whatever but on the way in um my mother-in-law was like, I don't want you guys to come to our house at like one thirty in the morning uh, and like wake me up because she has, you know, an older house that's a little, which is totally understandable. So she got us a hotel room at the, what is it? Is it Hilton? Yeah. Like the it's Hilton. The, it's the Hilton that is literally attached <laughs> to, to the, the airport. airport, which is great because we could just like go <laughs> to the air, we, you know, and Dave got the app where you can just, you know, do the remote like key situation. It was great. So we all went and slept for a little bit. Um, and then we went to Milton, which is where my mother-in-law lives, which is truly not that far from the airport. It's, what, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes from the airport. Um, and we hung out in Boston for the day. And then on Monday, we went up to New Hampshire, to Lincoln, New Hampshire, which is, um, like, it's in the White Mountains. <laughs> New Hampshire it is, is in white the, in many ways. The whitest mountains. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and it's beautiful. It was gorgeous. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, and it, we had a really, really nice time. I mean, as I've said, this is maybe not the vacation I would have chosen for myself, mm-hmm. but the kids had a great time and I actually had a good time. I mean, we stayed in an Airbnb, but it was adjacent to a, um, a resort that we had access to so the kids could go swimming. It was a little bit rainy a couple of days. So, um, but we, ha- we took a little gondola up to the top of the mountain and it was I love I mean I love being in the mountains in the summertime I just think it's really pretty because I'm not a skier so I I do like mountains I just don't like dealing with 
snow skiing. So I can was... see you just braiding your hair and going full Heidi. Oh, 100%. 100%. I loved it. No, it was great. And then I was saying the only – New Hampshire is beautiful, but I have I told Christy this – I feel like maybe it's like the Idaho of the Northeast <laughs> in which it's like, it's like beautiful. Like it's yeah. so pretty, but it's also like weirdly backward and white. Like it's like so white that it makes like Austin. They're which proud is- of how white it <laughs> yes. is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went to this thing. So I think the whole basis of why we planned this trip was because Dave and his, his brothers and his parents would go, they owned a condo up there, like in the, 80s and they would go up there go skiing and they in the summertime they would go to this thing called like Clark's Trading Post which is I don't even know how to explain it it's this family that has owned this thing that is not quite an amusement park because it's too small but it's like they have a train it's so weird there's okay so it's based on the fact that this family the Clark's like trained bears so they have this whole bear situation, what? which I kind of, I when know. I was watching it, I was like, I feel bad for these bears. But like, I don't know. They yeah. make the bears like do like tricks and stuff. It was very, no. yeah, no, I was oh, like, this is, awful. I know it was a little, I mean, the bears were very cute, but it was weird. But then there, <laughs> I can't even explain it because it's so weird. There's, you take this train, the kids love the train. They're like, oh, this is super fun. There's a guy talking about, you know, the land. And then there's this guy that drives <laughs> That drives up in like an old rusted out like Jeep and he comes and yells and is like, get off my land. But it's a whole kind of like act. <laughs> and he like shoots off a gun. He's like, get off. And then everybody has to scream. Wait, what? It's so weird. It's like then everybody has to scream, scram, you old goat. I can't no. even. No, no, no. <laughs> Hillary, Hillary, did you feel like you were on drugs? Yes. <laughs> I had like been like kind of David told me about it. So I was like, so and Bridget had actually already been. So I felt like I was like sort of. Okay, this is what this is. It's a man in I have a picture of him. I'm a man in like who's just wearing like a like a vest with no shirt. He wasn't bad looking, but like it's so weird. It's so weird. And he's <laughs> shooting off a gun and I'm like it kind of startles everybody. But you know, kids like get get startled but then they're kind of thrilled by it a little bit. They're like, Oh, yeah. this is like am I in real and you're like, No, this isn't like really dangerous or anything. It was very weird. But um they enjoyed it. <laughs> it was really weird. Wow, 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 um, wow. But that was interesting. And then, you know, I there was the only time I went on a really long walk by, and there's like a trail by where we were staying. And I all of a sudden was like, I think I might, it's, it's, I felt like I was in Texas. And then I'm like, I think I'm on somebody else's land. Like, I don't think this is public trails, but it just goes right through the forest. You can't see any houses or anything. And I'm like, am I going to be shot here? Because I, have you heard all those stories about people who walk through public land in Europe and it's legal? Like there's easements for that and you're allowed to just cut through all these fields? Yeah. Uh, New Hampshire is not that. You will I, get shot immediately. I know. That's why I was like, am I going to get shot when I'm walking through this like mile long stretch? And then I ended up on the main road, which I had to hustle back because I did get a massage at the resort, which was great. And uh, this is another New Hampshire thing. I'm on this road that is not a, well, I guess it's sort of a highway, but it's it's not like a freeway or anything or an interstate. But there are 12,000 motorcycles that are passing me. And I'm like, am I going to die here? Like, this is very weird. So, yeah, New Hampshire is both beautiful and odd at the same time. And you missed Bike Week. This was a month after Bike Week. Damn. This is just the uh, the standard level of motorcycles <laughs> in New Hampshire. So when Laconia weird. goes for Bike Week in June, it's Sam and I accidentally camped up there. And it's so for Bike loud. Week one year. It was impressive how disgusting it was. 
Yeah, I, you know, I hate noise pollution, so I'm kind of like, I hate motorcycles for that reason, where I'm like, you're too loud. There's too much noise for what a small little engine you have. Anyway, so I'm back from New Hampshire. It was, it was, I mean, I'm glad we did it. And again, the, the kids had a really great time and I got a massage and took a, some good walks. <laughs> it was fun. I don't know. Um, and Delta was great. And I stayed, we stayed again. Oh, this is the other time Bobby and I missed each other by like seriously three hours. Uh, Bobby went to the airport to go to Seattle on the way back because our flight left so early. We ended up staying at the hotel again because I was like, I can't wake up the kids at four and get them to the airport. <laughs> like, I'd rather wake them up at five. So we stayed at the Hilton again. And I don't know. I think, by, again, I think, Bobby, we missed each other by two hours or something. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, yeah. good times. Good times in the. But you got to fly Delta. So it was. I did. It. it was all worth it, really. No was. Baltimore layover <laughs> for you. Oh, yeah, shut up. Usually, we honestly, what we do is fly. There used to be a direct uh, Southwest, but they cut so much during COVID, mm-hmm. which was nice but or we'd fly jet blue those were the two things that really went direct from from um austin to boston but they but um jet blues cut it to like whatever in the weeds about this but they've cut it to like one day a week and it was just not the time that we could do it there's only one direct flight from boston to buffalo and back every day and it's at like noon yeah on jet blue yeah, like, it's absolutely useless and they're like god damn it um okay i guess moving on meredith what gang am i what gang have you joined that is mine Okay, you might not know that you're the leader of a gang, but I'm so excited. I made a purchase today, and I think it inducted me into your gang, and I got myself a fanny pack. (gasps) Yay! (laughs) They're the best. I finally bit the bullet. (laughs) They're the best. You just so long that Zoom cut you out. It's like, no, you can't No, you can't be that. You can't be a woo girl. Get, Get out of here. I'm so excited. That's amazing. Tell me all yeah, about it. Yeah, I'm psyched. I haven't, I haven't, I mean, I just got it today. I bought it a couple of days ago and I, it arrived today and I'm very excited about it. It was, I, I had it in my cart, um, for like, I don't know, three months. I think I had mentioned it a couple of times before, but it was $55 and I was like, what? I know that's, yeah. No. <laughs> um, and finally it went on sale for 30 and I was like, fine, I'll do it. Um, what endangered was, species was it made out of? Fifty five dollars. Well, it's Ethleta, and I love oh, Ethleta yeah, because they uh-huh. have t- they have talls, and and it's hard to find those. And so I I shop there, and I have I have the credit card because I like the points. Um, so I I finally got one. We're gonna have to go on a hike pretty soon to to try it out, but it has like card, you know, slots in it, so I can I don't even have to like bring my whole wallet. I can just put my credit card it's and ID in there. It's the best. It and it's very comfortable. I I fit it just right, and it's not super ugly. So I'm I'm pretty psyched, and I'm excited to be in your gang. This is why I love it because well, sometimes I'm at the grocery store and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot my purse, and I'm like, oh no, I did not forget my purse. It is wrapped around my gut. Um, but well, another reason why I love it, um, and Meredith, I know you have jaw issues, but do you have neck issues too? Yeah. Okay, so that was always my problem. I like to wear cross. Um, bag body bags because mm-hmm. like I just can't carry something on my shoulder it like annoys me because it always slips off but then my yeah. neck was starting to hurt really bad because it was just weighing on like just a wrong part of my mm-hmm. neck and that's why I like it like my hips can handle a lot of stuff <laughs> I know that's, that's a good thought yeah. you know it never that never occurred to yeah. me but I am in I'm in physical therapy again and part of it is my neck yeah no it's my shoulder my jaw and my neck the whole area is just <laughs> one big ball of pain <laughs> so if I can avoid like 
having to carry anything yeah. on my shoulders, yeah. it's probably going to be good for me in the long no, run. No, it is good. And it sort of limits, you know, I mean, I have, I have like a lip gloss, like a tampon and some, like a money I, like I have like a little card holder thing like a mm-hmm. you know it doesn't hold a time but it holds just enough to I have like back. a mini flip wallet yeah. that I could yeah. probably throw in there that would be good it is great the only so. thing I wish I had on mine are like a couple more pockets because I have a front pocket this is so in the in details I have a front pocket <laughs> nobody cares I have a front pocket for my airpods that like because I want to keep them a little bit separated so I always know where they are but otherwise mm-hmm. and now I carry mace in it so I had to add something else from my good for you for my almost altercation. Right. The Gap <sighs> has done such a good job diversifying its ways to get our money. I totally. I know. I know. Like, I know. Athleta got me. Is, is Sporty Spice. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Old Navy is uh, Scary Spice. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's intimidating. Banana when you go Republic in there. is... Posh. Posh Spice. Posh Posh gotta be. Spice. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't know what ginger spice is, but then baby gap spice obviously. <laughs> you know, and also yeah, and th- what they are really good about is different levels of like athletic wear cuz obviously Athleta is sort of, you know, more focused on it, but even Old Navy and the Gap have good athletic wear mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. This uh, episode brought to you by Gap Inc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go to San Francisco. Check it out. Um Okay, well, I'm proud to have you. I will initiate you. We're going to have a ritual the next time we see each other. I don't know what it's going to be. Blood will be involved, though, so okay. get ready. <laughs> Good. Um, all right, moving on to the mailbag. Um, uh, we got a nice note or an interesting note from Amanda. And actually, I had been following Amanda saying that she was – we're friends on Facebook, as I think y'all are as well. And she was saying that she was starting a new job. So this is interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm here to say women can be asshole bosses too. I just yep. le- left a job after 25 years at the same place and the past 16 of those years working for the same boss, a woman who was so difficult. On my last day, there was no party, no card, no goodbye email, nothing. I happened to see her in the hallway as I was leaving and she gave me a quick, so long, good luck. And that was after <laughs> 25 years. Wow. I can't. That's such a dick. That's just a dickhead. Like you're just mm-hmm. a... I had a, um, my first boss after college was a woman and whatever. She was just like, I, I, I realized the thing about bosses that I hate the most is not knowing what you're going to get kind of boss. And I've had that in both men and women. Mm-hmm. I would almost rather somebody be a dick 24 seven. Cause at least you know what yeah. you're getting. You're like, okay, this is what I'm walking into. And I just like, I can't ever live up to it, but whatever. It's just, it, you know it's fine this woman like sometimes it'd be like the best of times you're like this is great i'm having such a good like this is awesome i love this and then the next day she'd be like a bitch on wheels and you're like what the hell like i it makes you scared to go in to kind of see what you're gonna get and i hated that anyway so thank you amanda and i'm sorry and good luck on your next venture yeah Yeah, glad you got out yep um, okay, and then in our question of the week responses, which was, what are the qualities that make a good boss? Kenneth says, empathy. If they can see your point of view, then the workplace is much better. Very true. True. Laura says, caring about developing your people so they can grow and eventually move on to more challenging jobs. Disclaimer, I work for the government and we move jobs internally every two to three years. By develop, I mean training, constructive feedback, and opportunities to raise their profiles and contribute both to mission and by giving back to the organization. That is so true. And yeah. I feel like a lot of bosses 
are invested in keeping you where you are, like making you the most, the best of where you are. So they don't have to like deal. Uh, the best boss I have ever had was one of my friends. And she, when I moved jobs, she was, she did a really good job of being my friend, but also my boss. And when I was like, I have to move because I've kind of reached the zenith of wherever I am. She was like, yeah, you do like, you have to move. Like, it's okay. You know, move mm-hmm. on. And if you're not trying to, help them re- like what's the point it just is trying to make mm-hmm. your job easier yeah um, am i am i the only so i am a boss now I which am. is a really weird change after all these years of working alone and i have three people working for me i have as many as four people under me now now um i have three employees now and i'm hiring for a fourth right now hey by the way if anybody wants to come move to albany new york and be my uh, assistant in my department. Come on over. Let me know. Um, and I, I sat down with all of them almost immediately after I was hired. And I just said, I don't think anyone in elementary school said when they grow up, they want to be the associate or assistant or, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever of yeah. a department of a smaller nonprofit somewhere. Like, my hope is that you will stay long enough because you're continuing to learn and grow and making a little bit more money as you are here longer and then when that time comes, I will be so happy for you that you go on to the next thing. Because unless you get my job someday, yeah. you know, your your growth here is limited. Yeah. Yeah. That's rare. It is. Because <laughs> people are invested in keeping people in the same place. As well, in hiring sucks. It does. It like, does. If I was a boss, I wouldn't want to keep hiring people every couple of years. But that's part well, of the Well, it's also company culture. If there is no room to grow. Yeah. Then yeah. your boss has to keep. Well, you that's there, why right? I left my last yeah, job. Exactly. I was. I got to the end. Yeah. You know, there was nowhere else for me to go. I could have bumped along and done that forever, but I didn't really want to. Yeah. That's why <sighs> I left the Buffalo Phil all those years ago because I knew I was basically the number two in a department, and I was never going to be a director. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now that I've left and worked places, now I'm qualified in their eyes to go yeah. back and have that job. But I, I, so many places you could work where they'll never think that you could be good enough to do your boss's job if the only experience you right. have is there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Joseph says the ability to do the job that you are supervising. Mm, that's so true. And also mm-hmm. extremely rare. I think it's yep. really, important. Yeah, especially if you're kind of like mm-hmm. an assistant or executive assistant or just sort of like doing in the weeds a little bit. Most bosses are like, I don't just do whatever. That's actually a fight that I have with like I'm a project manager for my team and they're just kind of like do the thing that you do you know that thing you do and it's like it's not just like me just kind <laughs> of like waving my hands and like and it's yeah. done it's a little bit more complicated I don't tell you everything because you don't need to know everything but like it's I make it look easy but it's not easy <laughs> like I make yeah. it look like I can do it quickly but like don't minimize what I'm doing and I, I do agree with that because a lot of people are like oh, I don't know just like change some stuff around it's frustrating um, Sean says, as much absence as possible. <laughs> oh, into that. Yes. Uh, Mike says, my best bosses always knew to give employees on the front line the tools they needed to do their jobs. Balance the leadership with a lot of support. Ugh. That's a, a 100%. When you work for a big company, and my company is a very big company, um, I find that they don't want to spend the money on doing shit like that. And it's that is the most frustrating of like not having the tools or or the ability to spend money on things without going through like heaps of um you know permission levels is very frustrating. I want to download Audacity onto my computer. Will you not let me <laughs> do it? <Yeah. laughs> God damn it. 
Uh, Gregory says the ability to shift blame to others for not giving out raises. <laughs> well, not that that comes from experience or anything. <laughs> He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Lane says not micromanaging. If you don't trust your employees to do their job enough not to micromanage, why did you hire them in the first place? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And Renee says clear expectations and boundaries and one who can laugh with the team. That is true. And I, yeah. you know, my team can be really frustrating sometimes, but we generally have a really good time together. So that sometimes probably keeps me there a little bit because they make me laugh really hard. And I'm like, Oh, you guys are great. I love you guys. And then I'm like, that's important. It is. That's a big part it of is. it. You're spending a lot of time with these. People. I know. I know. Um, anyway, thanks guys. I always love to hear what you have to say. All right, medium talk. Christy, why don't you take us into it? All right, so let's um, have Meredith go first with her old, 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 old <laughs> movie. Uh, <laughs> old, old, old. I, I think actually we need to address why Anne isn't here. I think it's a noticeable absence, and I think that the quote in the planning chat that she gave us when we asked her if she wanted to talk about movies from this particular place is uh, is formative. She writes, you know, why isn't Anne here is what I wrote in the notes. Because when we asked her, she wrote, and I quote, Texas, more like sucks ass. <laughs> That's kind of my fault because I was joking that she isn't on the show because she hates Texas. That's not true. Well, she we'll hates fight space. Anne. Yeah. <laughs> she hates us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and also Texas. And Texas. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, Anne, Anne is sitting out this week, and I wish her a relaxing week off yes. of not cramming five movies into her face. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so I chose uh, the 1967 film Bonnie and Clyde. Um, I had never seen this movie. I'm obviously familiar with the story just from pop culture, but... Um, it's, it was just sort of a blind spot for me. So I thought it was a good opportunity to watch it. And I was, I was like simultaneously underwhelmed and blown away by this movie. (laughs) Meredith 100% felt the exact same way. Yeah. It was really weird. Like there were some very strange. So like when I find myself watching old movies or old TV, I'm always like the pacing is so odd. Yes. Like there are so odd. It's so slow. And like, but then quick at the same time. But then there's also really, yeah, there's parts that are super quick and and crazy, but like, like, I, the, it, it came to my mind because we were watching um, the original Star Trek and there will just be like 10 seconds of just shots of people's faces <laughs> of being like, oh, yeah. no. no. Oh, no. Reaction from everyone oh, there. no. <laughs> just from every angle and every person. And you're like, why are we doing this? <laughs> and and this movie had some of that, but it was also kind of revolutionary in a way because um, when I was reading about it, I guess this was one of the first movies where they used blood packs yes, for, yeah, for yeah. gunshot yeah. wounds. And so before this, gunshot wounds kind of looked like painless, bloodless nothings. And in this one, they're really graphic. They are, yeah. And there are a lot um, of them. There's so a lot of much them. blood. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, obvi- I don't know if I need to recap the idea of Bonnie and Clyde, but it's this couple. They they kind of meet by happenstance as he's trying to steal her mother's car outside of their house. And she's kind of a disaffected waitress. And she just happens to just kind of go off with him. And they end up becoming a crime gang uh, with their hapless mechanic and a couple of their, his, his brother and, and sister-in-law. And they rob banks. 
And uh, it's kind of a love story, although I don't understand why. The movie, I don't think, did a very good job of explaining or, like, developing I mean, their I, attraction. I just kept thinking, okay, so I guess he's impotent, which I had to, like... Yes. Um, okay, so they, like, never consummate it, seemingly. But um, I guess maybe it's just because they're, like, both beautiful. I mean, and it, when I looked at old pictures of them, they were both, like, actually attractive people. I mean, maybe not as beautiful as like Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty but like they yeah. they were actually attractive people so I'm like is that the thing like they were just so what, yeah. beautiful so I don't know that was really interesting because the the first time you kind of realize they're they're making out on this like rickety ass bed yeah. where the mattress looks like it's from mm-hmm. prison and uh, the whole time I was just like ugh that looks so uncomfortable mm-hmm. <laughs> like don't <laughs> um, ugh, the but 30s trying... look terrible god ugh. Ugh. Yeah. the 30s no, in Texas you. no thank you except it's so funny because it's supposed to be in the 30s but she has 60s hair totally. and, <laughs> <laughs> and they could not avoid doing that in the 60s in the 70s I feel like it was oh in the 80s yeah too. totally like, they're all yeah. like that. Um, but they're, they're, they're like making out and she tries to go down on him and they're fully clothed. So at first I was like, guys, take your clothes off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how this works. Work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, you're supposed to gather from the fact that she kind of like tries for three seconds and then it doesn't work. And she looks up at him and he's like, I said, I wasn't a lover boy. And that means he's impotent. But Hillary, I think they do eventually fuck in the corn. Right, field right, 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 right. So yeah. I think they eventually do it right before they get shot to death <laughs> in this blaze of glory i think they eventually so if, at least he doesn't die a virgin um i um so. meredith like kind of like what you were saying i when i was watching it and i as a film minor i had never seen this and it was definitely like a hole in my my education of film i was thinking as i'm watching it i'm thinking okay put yourself back in the like in an audience member in 1967 like this Mm -hmm. is so weirdly paced and strange to me but like in 1967 it would have been like holy shit one it's like kind of violent two Warren Beatty's like a big star Faye Dunaway is so beautiful at this time and you're just like gobsmacked by it and what's her face see this is the crazy thing that I think the um Estelle Parsons who is his is um, Clyde's sister-in-law, uh, Blanche. Blanche yeah, yeah Blanche. She w- she's the preacher's daughter she, who is like she, the prude. She won the best supporting actress. I, I found know. her to be so fucking annoying. I mean, I mm-hmm. guess maybe that yep. like <laughs> I was like, shut up, stop screaming. And even Bridget came in and was like, this is too loud. Like, it, and it was like <laughs> the parts where she's screaming. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't know. Well, that's all she did. Like her all... whole purpose. She was a screechy yeah. lady who was yeah. just horrified by everything. And then she told on them in the end. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, I fell asleep because, uh, you know, it was just like so sleepy and long. And I woke up and she was screaming, Daddy, Daddy, and there's blood <laughs> yes. everywhere. And I'm like, what They happened? say Daddy way too much. Way too much. And not just her. Like, everybody is no. saying he's with his mm-hmm. daddy. And the- no. <laughs> so, yeah. There were parts of it that I was like, oh, this feels very like, I mean, I, if we're ranking on like a Texas scale, I was like, oh, this feels very like old school country Texas, which is weird because yeah. they were supposed to be sometimes sort of outside of Dallas. So it's not like they were they were in well, they mi- mentioned West Dallas several times, but it looks like an abandoned old West well, town. Oh, well, and the thing is, I think so. there's a part where they're in Midlothian where they shoot up that yeah. bank because it is sort of like, I guess, you know, not, I don't know how to say this, like 
the people who are suffering during the Great Depression and the banks are all kind of closing and taking their money or and, like, whatever. And the banks even don't have any money, really. Yeah, and they shoot up this sign that uh, like that says, like, Midlothian Savings and whatever. Um, Midlothian now is, like, just a suburb of Dallas. Like, it's... it's yeah, so, it's, like, south of Dallas, kind of by Texarkana. Yeah, um... Uh, yeah, no, I think it's yeah, it's, it's like Cedar Creek or something. But I, I read some whatever, some stupid meme on um, Facebook that said, if you like an older person will from Texas will always say this used to all be fields, and like I, people have said that to me about things in Austin, like this this Target was a field before. And it, oh, my mom says that about Michigan <laughs> all the time. It's just what old people say. So I, but I do feel like that part of Dallas, which isn't even really Dallas, it's like way south Dallas. Was, oh, was it's listening. by Waxahachie, not by... Okay, yeah, 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 like it's on the way to I'm Austin. looking at it on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it, it feels... It feels how I feel like the 30s felt. Like, the 30s in some ways to me feel like, oh, it wasn't that long ago. Like, we were all born in that same century. It wasn't that... F- but, like, if you think about it, it was so long ago. Oh, like so different. <laughs> yeah. Well, there were some things... So, like, right off the bat, they make Clyde seem really, um, like paternalistic in a couple yucky ways that I really didn't like. So first of all, he like recites basically her life to her mm-hmm. at five yeah. minutes after meeting yep. her, which I is something that dudes do that I really hate. Like, yes. I know you better than know you, yeah. you know yourself. Yeah. Like, fuck off. No, you don't. Um, and then like they're sitting at a diner and he says to her, change it. I don't like it. About Your hair. Her hair. And she like pulls out a comb from her hair and like fixes it a little bit. Yeah. And he's like, better. Ugh. I was hoping she would shoot him in the neck. <laughs> yeah. That was awful. Um, and then, so there was a couple other things. Like we get, so Gene Hackman is in this. He plays the brother-in-law, Clyde's brother-in-law. Um, and he, they, they get to this house. They're going to um, Missouri to like hide. And they get to this house and they order groceries. <laughs> And that kind of cracked me up because he orders eight bottles of Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, that is so Texas. That is so Texas. First of all. Also, uh, Bonnie does not tip the ship delivery guy. I thought that too. I was like, Bonnie, give him a she tip. She gives him exact change. And I was like, so rude. <laughs> but maybe he brought them dried oregano instead of lettuce. You, know? you never know. <laughs> you never know. Um, and there was, there was one part. So like, okay, Buck is the, the brother-in-law Buck, Gene Hackman, um, eventually gets shot in the face. Like this is kind of a turning point in the movie when everyone's like, oh shit, this is serious and this is bad. Um, they're in Iowa and CW is this guy that they've recruited along the way. He's the mechanic. And so he like helps them steal cars and fixes their cars and stuff. And CW is in this diner, I think. And he's got a gun in his waistband and somebody sees it and they're like, boy, yo, 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 like cartoon eyes. Like, I don't think anyone in Iowa would be super shocked to see a gun no, no. in someone's waistband. But the dude calls the cops because of this gun and then they have a shootout and that's how Buck gets shot in the face. <laughs> it was so wild. Um, the CW, the, their friend, I was like, where have I seen him? And I went to his Wikipedia page and I think maybe this is just a, like my age where he just was this guy, Michael Pollan, I think, or I can't remember. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't as like present in my life. But then I realized he was in the movie Roxanne, which is a movie that I used to watch like all the time. And I was like, Oh totally. yeah, that's what he's from. Mm-hmm. Cause he has such an odd face that I'm like, I've seen he does that have face. A very, yeah. He also cries like four times in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, it is. Um, oh, the, the other thing that I read that I thought was so funny. So this is Gene Wilder's first, um, screen appearance 
And oh my gosh, what a mm-hmm. weird he's, performance! It is very weird, and it's but he's still. I mean, he's so like Gene Wilder. Yeah. Um, but the woman who plays like his whatever girlfriend in it, girlfriend. Um, her name in real life. Did y'all see this? What her name is? It's Mm-mm. Evans Evans. Evan Evan. Yes, yes, yes. yes <laughs> I'm like, yes. Oh. and I kept looking to see like, is that? Did she change it? But it seems like that was her like birth name. I thought oh, that wow. Gene Wilder's performance was so bizarre. Yeah. Like he just was Willy Wonka the whole totally. time. Totally, as far as I could tell. And he looked like exactly. I mean, he just it was Gene Wilder. It wasn't that far. No, yeah, no. it wasn't that much before. Willy Wonka, but yeah, that was a very strange performance. They so he Gene Wilder and his girlfriend are making out on her. Well, it looks like he's sexually assaulting her on the porch because um, she's like, "No, no, don't kiss me," and he's like, oh, "I want to kiss you." You know, there's that mm-hmm. whole like dy- weird, it's their stupid kink. dynamic. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, the the gang is stealing his car, and yeah. so they go after him, and they get picked up and taken on this stupid road trip. There's such a weird little diversion in this movie. They get taken on this like road trip. They get burgers. And they're kind of being held hostage, but they're also having a good time. <laughs> <It's> so weird. <laughs> And then eventually, once they learn that Gene Wilder is an undertaker, Bonnie's like, get him out of here. And they just drop him on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, they're like, get out of here. Bye. Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, what I kept thinking again, another thing with this movie is I was like, this is such a weird movie. But kind of like what I was saying, I was glad I was watching it because it's like building blocks to truly like if you think about, um, oh, what is the, I, I don't like this movie, but the... Um, the one with um, uh, the two people who are going out and like shooting. It's like from the 90s. Um, oh, True Romance? Oh, yeah, like True Romance. No. But yes, but like even like um, the one. Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Born, born Killers? Born, yeah, Natural, natural born, born, killers. born Killers. Natural Born Killers. Like it's like kind go. of like that's what every, like mm-hmm. all of those are based on. And honestly, in a, a movie that we'll do later on, that's so, it's also sort of based on that, you know? Like mm-hmm. uh, Christie's movie is like somewhat i mean obviously they're like good people in that one but it's sort of based on that as well like the people out on the run and what they're doing and what hijinks they get up to and how they yeah and it's funny how like how glorified it is and how romanticized it is because like one of the first things that they do is they shoot a dude in the face yeah like it's pretty like right yeah in the face and it's pretty gross yeah um and so like right off the bat i was just like this is not cool no. <laughs> you guys are not like <laughs> yeah you're not like you're good not... people and it is no. it is so weird the thing that i also found is that i'm always looking for like what is the reason why you're doing this like and they didn't seem mm-hmm. to i mean besides maybe the great depression and everybody just kind of trying to get their own i'm like there's no reasoning behind What's this. their motivation yeah. well and yeah like she just is sort of like bored with her job yeah. like that doesn't seem like a good enough reason to become a murderer no. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. i think i'd know a lot of murderers if that's all it took yeah. Yeah, seriously i mean yeah. i would be a murderer right now if that was the case mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean seriously maybe i am the other thing to notice they have a lot of shootouts with the cops like tons of them and they always manage to get away in these very spectacular ways. And one where they're in these like little motels. They, they spend a lot of time in motels. Yes. Roadside motels. They have a box of grenades at one point. <laughs> like they just like, like CW's like grab a grenade. And she like, th- she goes to the closet and there's a box and it just says grenades and just like mm-hmm. throws one at the cops. Like who, duh. I don't think so. 
Now it was. It's never. There's a lot of things that are not explained to you. Like, like, like Bonnie just like disappears from her house. Like she just goes off with Clyde, but then she has all these clothes and makeup and stuff. I mean, like she doesn't take anything with her. I will say as, um, you know, out of time as it is. God, she looked great. Like I was like, I'm like looking at her eye makeup and the extreme close ups. And I'm like, can I do that eyeliner? Like her it, cat eye is amazing. It's so good. It's so good. Her, her teeth are not no, amazing. No. Well, she has um, like big long teeth. I think we have different standards for like <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I had never seen her in anything besides Mommy, Mommy Dearest. Dearest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, which Wait is like one of my favorites. Chinatown Network. Uh, she's been yeah, in a lot of great Network. movies. She has. Um, and also, I was thinking. Christy, you know what I was thinking? That the thing that we've seen her in the most, you and I both. Oh, no, what? We have seen her in the uh, um, La La Land Moonlight mix-up because that was their whole thing. was like Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway are back to like announce the best picture. (laughs) Now I need to watch that again. I know. know. She quickly skedaddled. Um, Yeah, um, (laughs) Faye Dunaway has... Uh, um, um, checkered history, I think. I mean, women often do, but I think she can be like kind of abusive. Like she's sort of abused some. So she played a good character yes. in Mommy Dearest. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah. And I don't think she thought it was. Cast. I don't think it was like she thought it was going to be like a bad thing. I think she was pissed off about her being portrayed as like kind of the villain of the whole movie or a complicated figure at least. Mm-hmm. Well, she is what eighty-ish yeah. now. Yeah. Definitely has new teeth. Oh, yeah. Now that I'm looking yes. at her pictures. New everything yeah. from the looks oh, of yeah. it. I mean, at the Academy Awards, I was like, she looks great. Like, I mean, she must have been in her late 70s. She looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Cute dress. Uh, I mean, I but whatever. It's, She's just naturally gorgeous. Yeah. But, yeah. She has yeah. such a striking face. It's so different, mm-hmm. I think, than, like, what you had seen mm-hmm. previous to that. It's, like, her bone structure it's is very really severe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and Warren Beatty was hot. I mean, too. yeah, I mean, like, I yes. was kind of surprised by that. He's oh, no, yeah. I, mean, I never saw the appeal until this. No, movie. he's he mm-hmm. is a. Oh, but you know what? I was when I was reading about it. He was the he was always the producer of the movie. You know, that's always been his thing. Is he's, you know, been a bit producer and then eventually a director. And originally cast was Shirley MacLaine as Bonnie, and as soon as he decided to star in it, they were like, "We're going to have to recast that role." <laughs> <laughs> it's a little weird. Um, anyway, I'm, you know, it's, I don't think it's like my favorite movie. I'm not going to watch it again, but I'm glad to have seen it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It was interesting. Um, a fun time capsule yes. and probably, you know, a, a important historical movie too. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thomas Crown Affair. Oh yeah. Mm. Um, but the second one is better than the first one by far. I don't always say that, but the second one is by far better. The first one is weird and boring. Um, it's All right. like spouses. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, um, let's get in our um, Ford um, time machine and move on up to 1976. Hillary. Yes. Okay. So as soon as we decided that we were going to do Texas, I knew. I've always known what mine was going to be. And some might guess it would be Varsity Blues, but some might be wrong. It is not Varsity Blues. Mm-hmm. It is Days to Confused. Um, I was which so is, excited you picked I this. I know. Well, it's just... Because then I got another pick. <laughs> I know. You're like, yes. Um, I... So it, it, this was a movie, when I was reading about the release, it really did not make that much money when it came out. And it was a very quiet... Like, it, it mm-hmm. wasn't, like, anything splashy. Missy, best friend of the show, and I 
um, were at the Galleria in Dallas together, and which is a theater that we didn't go to, and we saw it. We were freshmen when it came out, and I remember, like, we didn't, it was rated R, it is rated R, and I remember being nervous, but whatever. It was 1993. They didn't give a fuck. So they were like, hey, yeah, go in. And I was immediately just like, I love this movie. I I love One Crazy Night movies. Like, I love when movies just take place in, like, a very limited time period. I don't know. And, and I actually weirdly love, like, uh, movies that are just mood movies. Like, I that nothing necessarily happens. But, like, things happen, but they don't, like... It's not plot-driven, I guess. It's more character-driven. And so Bridget came in, and I was like, yeah, I'll let you watch it a little bit. It's fine. Um, even though it's, like, heavy drug use and, you know, swearing and, I guess, some sex or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what's happening? What What's going on? And I'm like, well, like, <laughs> nothing really. Like, nothing really <laughs> happens. I'm like, the only thing I can really tell you is, like, that's – I'll tell you, like, where that is in Austin. Like, you've seen that top-notch before. Like, that top-notch still exists. Um, you know, the moon tower still exists. All of these things still exist, but yeah, it's basically, um, you know, tells the last night or last day and night of, um, the year 1976, the school year of 1976 and the incoming seniors and incoming freshmen and them kind of hazing each other and doing teen things. And I don't know, it's, it, you know, so much has changed. I, we definitely didn't, that didn't happen. Like when, by the time in 1993, nobody was like beating kids. Even when I was in college and in a sorority, like that definitely did not happen. But there was a definitely an essence of just being excited to being bored and excited at the same time. Like that was the thing I remember about being in high school, like excited to maybe make out with a boy. Like I felt like I was like that girl who makes out with, um, what's his face? Uh, um, well, he's, the, the kid. Uh, why am I forgetting his name? Wiley. No, 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 no. Um, oh. Hold on, I'm gonna find his name. Anthony Rapp, like the girl that makes out with mm. me. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, like I'm mm. gonna make out with like a senior, even though he turns out to be gay at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but just kind of that excitement of like you never know what's gonna happen, but also. Most of the time, it's extremely boring. But nothing happens. Nothing happens. But then maybe you mm-hmm. make out with a boy, or you smoke pot, or you drink some beer, and like it's kind of exciting. But like also, kind of nothing happens. But yeah, it, it was like such a good screenshot of like just one piece of time. Yes. Yeah. One day. One really day. Yeah. It. Exactly. Um. And anyway, it just tells the story of all of these. I mean, I guess Randall Pink Floyd is sort of the mm-hmm. the protagonist of it although I find him to be kind of the more annoying one because he's like you know he's the captain of the or he's the quarterback of the football team and they're trying to make him sign this pledge which 100% they still are trying to make those kids sign those pledges like I'm not oh, gonna yeah. drink and I, they trying to make us sign it we're like as oh, if no. that means like as if a kids give a shit about signing yeah. a piece of paper um and just like them him trying kind of being a hippie and but just like every what I, but I also liked about it in my high school, there were definitely popular kids. There were definitely nerds. But also, kids just sort of hung out together. So I sort of enjoyed the fact that everybody kind of knew each other. Like, that's how it was. Mm-hmm. Like, there were nerdier people like um, uh, Adam Goldberg and Anthony Rapp and um, the Scientologist. What is her name? She's a Rubisi. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, like, they're kind of nerds. And that's sort of like what my group was. They're like, let's talk about Gerald Ford's, like, football injury. But, like, also, we're going to go to a party and, like, drink beer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. I just, it, it's just like a, this is embarrassing to say. It's just like a vibe movie that I really enjoy. Like I just, every, it's funny because like nothing happens. Nothing happens. Really. Nothing mm-hmm. happens. And nobody um, really gets in trouble. Really? Nobody really. D- yeah. Like stuff happens obviously, but like not, there's not like a story. There's not like a structure. It's just sort of the tale of a night. Yeah. And you know, upon rewatching this, I was like, I remember what I watched this when it first came out and I was like enthralled because I was 11 years yeah, old. Of course. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, high school is cool. And now looking back and I was like, these people are all shit. Oh, they totally these are. These kids are mm-hmm. awful. Yeah, ca- and I also think it's like the 70s. It was like, yeah, these kids like suck for the most part. Like, and they're, be- mm-hmm. they- and it's funny as a kid watching it, the parts where they're beating up, you know, when they're um, paddling the kid, yeah. I'm like, at- when I was a when I was a kid, I was like, oh, whatever. Like, that's just what happens. And now it's like gruesome abuse. You're like, holy mm-hmm. shit. Like, this is awful. Like, I kind of can't watch that part very much. Hillary, I have a question. Did that happen? Do, no. you, do any of your sister's siblings know if that happened at that I time? I think that, no, not in high school. I think my brother, who was in a fraternity in 1986, I think that might have happened, but not in high school. It was Because this was a thing that happened when I lived in Idaho. I don't think people were as like in the eighties. Uh, so organized <laughs> in order wild. to do it. I mean, yeah. there might have been like drinking things that they would make people do, but not anything. I mean, maybe it did. Maybe in Richard Linklater's uh, hometown, he grew up more like on the coast. I don't know. Maybe that happened. Um, but I, um, I don't know. There was just there was just, I don't know. There's just something about it that I it is it's like so dumb but it's something I could definitely have on in the background and I'm like oh this is just kind of like I think in college we used to watch it all the time we would get <laughs> surprise surprise we'd get really high and be like let's watch days to confused. <laughs> I think I loved it so much because it I when I first watched it it was on a VHS tape. Totally after my senior year like the summer like it came out yes. earlier and so you're like yeah I watched it. we watched it every day literally <laughs> every day before we do anything else like first thing in the morning and then like you know probably smoke and then drive around and <laughs> yeah. do like nothing I mean we didn't beat anyone up but <laughs> I swear too though that's a thing that like maybe pre-cell phone teen days driving around was what we did all yeah, the time right. yeah all and the just time. like do you know where the party is? Like the whole thing, like because you didn't have cell phones. No, you're just like you just had to like hear about it. Yeah, there's so much work by. in like figuring yes. out what's going on and where it yep. is. And so you have your hangouts, like the bowling alley that they go yeah. to. It's just like that's where everybody goes. So there's like for us, it was a coffee shop. Yes, you know? yeah, totally. Like you wanted to convene, and you didn't know what was going on. You went to the coffee shop and figured it out, and then you all dispersed from there. The um, two things that I noticed one whoever the casting director okay so there's been a long spoken thing that there should be an oscar for casting because it's so important in a movie and this is like whoever the casting director was for this just like knocked it out of the park because there are so many young like amazing stars i know like in this movie you know ben affleck and like it playing the perfect dick role and <laughs> cole house and you know actually i told dave i was like there have been three movies that uh, ben affleck and cole hauser have starred in together and he was like well what are they and i'm like uh days and confused well first school ties then days and confused then obviously goodwill hunting and he was like holy shit that's crazy and then like parker posey is great as such a bitch i love it she's Mm -hmm. such a classic just fucking bitch that you deal with in high school who's like overconfident and 
just bosses is so awful. scary. Yeah. Um, Mila Jovovich. Mila Jovovich, who's so beautiful. And then, yeah. obviously, <laughs> in the creepiest role, but then also maybe his best role, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, yep. The Which, like, predator. That, be- that became, like, his, like, go-to. Like, you know, that's what he's known for I know. that like all right, all right maybe all right, our like that. maybe my next governor tbd we'll see i don't know he might oh be better well, be better than the one that we have now i guess yeah. maybe um but yeah the casting director of this is just i i i they, he just saw something in these people and mm-hmm. i i used to love when i really liked kevin smith movies um i loved joey lauren adams yes oh me too i was about to say it, it does for me feel like clerks yeah just sort of that 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 mood single day totally mm-hmm. very mellow well in the joy yeah in the joy lauren and the joy sexy yeah. baby voice yeah. <laughs> she does yeah. have a sexy baby voice oh my gosh oh there was one thing that some i this is i'm totally curbing this from a podcast but i was listening to a podcast about saving private ryan my beloved blank check my favorite podcast and the guy was describing they were like yeah somebody was talking about like oh yeah i really like that jewish actor and the guy was like well that's really anti-semitic you can't just say like that jewish actor and he was like what's his name adam goldberg and he's like oh yeah that's right (laughs) (laughs) like that's like the one actor the one actor you can be like that jewish actor (laughs) (laughs) um but i i feel like that's the guy that i would have like had a crush on like the one that was like the nebbish who is you know Mm -hmm. like doesn't know and i'm like all up in his head (laughs) yes Um, but yeah, that's it. I mean, there's nothing really to describe in this movie. It just is like fun. Hey, and next time we come, I'll take you guys to the moon tower. Yes, please. Oh, I totally will. I'll do a tour. I'll do a tour. A lot of it that, um, the, the football stadium that they are in at the very end is really close to my house. So I will for, and it's a, it's weirdly like a public football stadium. Like a lot of, um, like, like state championships or regional championships or whatever are held in that stadium. So I'll take you by. There's a farmer's market there on Saturdays. So we'll go. It'll be fun. Can we listen to the soundtrack? Um, absolutely. There's that was good. like a CD that I had it's that such listened to all the time. It's so yeah, good. It's so good. I remember like the, 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 um, CD actually looked tie dye and the face looked like it was stoned. It was like <laughs> yeah. a smiley face. <laughs> it's so perfectly nineties. And also actually yeah. though, Again, I know it's like, the, and they did a really good job on the 70s styling of this, even though it was the 90s, like the seven, like, but there's some outfits, the sister of uh, Mitchell, her whole like look, I'm like, I mm-hmm. love that look. Like everything you're wearing right now is something I would like to wear. Like the jeans, mm-hmm. the like denim shirt, I'm into it. So yeah, I love it. All right. All right. Let's hop in and go to 1985. <laughs> I picked Legend of Billie Jean only because I couldn't force you all to watch all of Friday Night Lights, the series. <laughs> it's not a... Yeah. No. It is a movie, but I actually like that. Well, I, like, right, I personally need, like this. I don't like the... I don't love the movie yeah, as much. I like the, movie the, is the not. TV show. It's is, fine. It's much better. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, how many of you had seen this before I forced you to watch it? Oh, I've seen it. Oh, okay. I've seen it. I figured you would. Um... um I had texted, uh, again, best friend of the show, Missy. I said three of the four movies are, like, wrapped up in you. Uh, one, because we saw Days and Confused together. Two, when we used to go to South Padre to her grandmother's condo, we, like, the, on a rainy day, we would just watch, we'd run a movie or whatever, and Legend of Billie Jean was definitely on there. And, and Bobby's pick was one that we watched yeah. a lot together. Yeah. Classics. 
It's I had not so, seen this. Just oh, you had it. Somehow it had escaped my radar. It's definitely like a less. I, I don't mean it in quality because I actually still kind of love it, yeah. but like it's like a lesser eighties movie. Like I don't. I don't think mm-hmm. I'd ever even heard of it. But it also it came out in nineteen eighty five, and I was three yeah. years old. Yeah. So yeah. Well, and I looked up what other movies came out that year, and just in teen movies, Weird Science, Goonies, Breakfast Club, Teen Wolf, Better Off Dead. I mean, like wow. it was just like girls just want to so have many, fun. Girl, like so many, and um. I mean, I guess girls just want to have fun was women centric, but like this was the one of the only ones where like the woman was the main character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I watched this. This was a, on HBO all the time. It was. I have, yeah, all the time. Yeah. I mean, like probably every day. My sister, I was like, I, I text her and I said, how many times do you think we watch it? And she goes, oh, at least once a week, yep. at least. Um, and we would just, it was one of those, it's on, we have to stay and watch it. Like, you just have to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> it was very weird watching it again, because I probably haven't watched it since, like, at least 1990. Same, at least. same. I was like, oh, God, I haven't watched this. And Yeah, to watch it with this brain yeah. is very different. Um, so, just a rundown is this happens in um, the summer, I would guess, yes. of 1985, um, in Corpus Christi. Which I have always heard of. I didn't know. I knew it was like a beach city, but I don't know it's a much town. anything it's about a it. Okay, <laughs> it seems like it. Everybody in Texas is like, you don't need to go. There. <laughs> yeah, <we> don't <laughs> you can skip yeah. it. Um, and it's it's um, the main character, Billie Jean, and her brother Binks. Great name. Um, are which was so weird. It just dawned on me today that they're both that Slaters. Both- Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they do kind of look alike. That's what's he so weird. He looks so weird with blonde hair. Yeah. Yes. So and weird. so young. So, so young. young. Yeah. Um, I think that was his first movie, right? I think so. I think yeah. so. Um, so they he saves up money and buys himself a Honda Elite um, scooter. <laughs> and it's their only transportation. And they ride on it together all over town doing summer, summer-like things. Their relationship is a little flowers in it's the attic. Little- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's- no siblings that close in age are that close. Yeah. Uh, going I mean, for like a swim in your underwear and cut off tank top. With no bra that's like sure. way low. I actually, yeah. I did message Hillary at one point. Uh, halfway through this movie and just said, hey, I'm watching The Legend of Brawless Jean. I don't think <laughs> <Yeah>. she wears... <laughs> no, uh, not bra. the entire time. Yeah, not the entire time. I mean, it is hot. Yeah. Like, sure. So one yeah. less piece of, piece of clothes. I mean, and, good for her. She's more brave than I. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know. Well, she has a pretty hot body, too. So yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, and the rich kids try to um, want her to have sex with them and she says, no, you suck. And then um, he, then the brother throws a milkshake at him and then that guy steals their, the, the scooter and it's like this whole deal and he wrecks it. And then she says, you have to pay the money back. And she goes to his dad owns this like store. So my qu- my first question, I have so many questions, but my first question is how rich are the Piats? Really? They just own a tourist trap beach shop. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not like they're super rich. I think they're just like, I was trying to tell Dave cause he was like, I haven't watched this on a long time and I don't like to use this phrase that much because it denotes that it whatever I think that Billie Jean and her family are like super poor white trash and their family are like slightly richer white trash like that mm. is the they don't live in the trailer yeah, park yeah exactly because right. well, Billie Jean's dad is gone yeah. right like that yeah. was kind yeah. of a yeah. single mom yeah. 
Yeah. So she tries to go get the money from his gross dad and he tries to rape her to give her the Ooh, money. His mustache oh. is so gross. So Ugh. rapey. Ooh. It's so gross. And then the Binks takes the gun he finds in the register and the guy says it's not loaded. And then so, of course, he has to check because, you know, that's what you do. And he shoots him and then they decide to go on the run. Um, this is another one of those movies where if you just would have stopped and told someone the truth. Told, or tell like, Peter Coyote. <laughs> he <laughs> is understanding. <laughs> yeah, from the beginning, if they would have just said one thing. Mm-hmm. And then all of their friends in the trailer park decide to take them. Um, they have a younger. How old do you think Lisa Simpson is in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think she's like in, like 60 now. I mean, I think she and Helen Slater are about the same age. Like okay, but she's supposed to be playing young, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Because she, she just, at some point, she gets period. her period. Yeah. yeah, so that's the other thing is in the 80s, there was a lot, lots of scenes of car crashes which caused periods to start. I think I thought that that really happened. So weird. I looked it up. Like another one that stuck in my head was Vacation. The original Vacation, they like flip off the road and she goes like, I just got my period. Like So weird. What? That's not how traumatic, traumatic experiences cause yeah. your period. Okay. They make it stop. Yeah, exactly. I know. Exactly. So she was probably like, what, 12 or 13? Yep. And she decides to pack up marbles. Um, so if you're packing marbles to go on the run because you are now an outlaw, then you're too young to be on the run. That was like my plan to run away and live in the bushes. In right? Bananas. Exactly. When you were, what, five? Four. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's this whole thing. And then she becomes, um, they sneak into a house that looks abandoned. And then this rich kid um, films and she films her and she just cuts her hair like Joan of Arc and and then I can't understand. Do they just drive around Corpus Christi for days, like going from car to car? It seems. Like, Are they going to other like cities? Now. Well, I mean, I, I know, think but- they're staying kind of close to Corpus Christi. I mean, there's a whole thing where they're like, oh, they're in. Let's go Lubbock to Mexico, right? Or whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah. no, this is, they're not actually there. It was just like all these kind of copycat situations, I think, mm-hmm. or people just citing her. And she be, she be, then kind of just becomes a folk hero. But I think they're sticking pretty close to. The area because they pick up uh, the what district attorney's son mm-hmm. from back to yeah. school. Um, that guy really he banged it out like eighty five, eighty six. He was like in, right. He was all about and it. And then it was like, where did he go? Like, pretty sure that character now would be played by Ben Schwartz. Totally, totally. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. If you told me that was Ben Schwartz's dad, I'd be like, yeah, yeah that no. makes sense. Um, and yeah, so at first it's like. Um, the the radio that everyone listens to um this definitely was true yeah. like I just remember like even up until when I was in high school like the radio during the day in the summer was everything Ever. right because you were oh, waiting yeah. for your song well and that they was were like, why this is the there cool was place a to song of the summer where, and there's not really right. as much and also I'm old so like I don't know what the song of the summer is but right. like you would just hear the same songs or, or you would be waiting for the songs and mm-hmm. it's not on a Spotify playlist where you're just kind of like, I guess this is what I'm listening to now. It was like a little bit more driven by whatever they're playing. Well, and I feel like the, those, um, the mobile radio station would go out to the beach and like, we're down oh, here yeah. at the beach oh, and like, oh my gosh. Get, have yes. big giveaways. And so at first they're like, she's, 
she's this criminal and everyone look out for her. And then all of a sudden they're like, we love you. And everyone in town is getting their hair cut like her. Yep. Well, and and that sort of happened with Bonnie and Clyde yeah, too, right? Yeah. Like they became like heroes, yep, you know, right. they became kind of legends and mm-hmm. people were like, people were into them and interested in their lives. Yep. Speaking of oh. summer music, um, they really got their money's worth out of that Pat Benatar song. <laughs> it is, <laughs> it is a really good song. It's a good song. Yeah, it is a good another song, good soundtrack. Approximately nine times, I think yeah. they went back to it for sure. Oh, you know that oh. I like had already been thinking. There's like two songs, and I'm I'm going back and forth on closing with this. One is that song, and the other is mm-hmm. 03 Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> <laughs> sung by a native Texan. So, yep, I, yep, I don't know. Yep. We'll see. I just want to know how many days this went over. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like, still in the summer. So, you know, it seems like it feels like it's like two weeks or something. You know, yeah, is it weeks? Yeah. Is it a month? But the like, way, I mean, the way it ends, right? Like his arm is still busted and it's winter. Yeah. Well, yeah. Doesn't it doesn't right? Like we should just not think about the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I had some questions. Like, um, first of all, always why why can people just give themselves the best haircut? The best haircut. It looks well, that's so ridiculous. good. It's <laughs> so good. I've and never like, been you, able to do no. that. With the no, and can't the... even cut like bangs or like no. give yourself a trim. It looks terrible. Um, and who eats a Kit Kat that way? <laughs> she does eat it like it's a candy bar like like it's a candy bar (laughs) no like yeah it's an attack actually like that just (laughs) something wrong it wasn't okay but yeah then then all of a sudden um they you know they get the money and the the shack burns down and all oh he started making money off of her her likeness which was terrible and gross and then they end up getting it but then all of a sudden the brother gets shot and then they're it like fades to black and then all of a sudden they're in Vermont. Right. So I have so many questions. Like how did they so get he there? got shot? Yeah. How did they get there? Where, where's the, the boy? What is his name? Lloyd? Where, where's mm-hmm. he? Right. Where's well, their friends? There's one mention of Vermont early on, right? Like, Oh, I'd like to go there. Cause it's cold. Well, yeah, that, that was kind of the creepy thing. Tell the me again about nice. Vermont. Like yeah. <laughs> Vermont. And then they asked the, the rich guy, have you been to Vermont? Oh, of course I have. I've been like, skiing there. I know. Why was it so? And, and did they go with their mom? Like, I just don't understand what happened. How much money did they actually get? Enough to get to Vermont, I guess. I mean, yeah, what are they six hundred dollars. And then they're hitchhiking. Six hundred eight dollars. But they're hitchhiking. That was the weird part, right? Yeah, yeah. There's it, there's a lot of there needs to be like a like a sequel or something. Like, how did this like fill in the space? An yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was thinking maybe they they did the same thing like they did around Corpus Christi, but all the way across the country. Oh, yeah. Mm. And I don't believe that's true, but I'm just saying like. Instead of just driving around the same city all day. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was a good take me back. I actually really enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. And I, I Christy, I was the same. I don't remember the last time that I saw it. The only critique I have, <laughs> the only critique, mm-hmm. is that Mr. Pyatt was wearing a Dallas Cowboys t-shirt and he would 100 have been an Oilers fan. Oh, yeah, I yeah, was yeah. like, there's no way. <laughs> they live they live close to Houston. The Oilers were like really good at the time. So anyway, 
Uh, but I enjoyed watching it. It was a fun. It was a fun little. And it was actually filmed there, right? Because yeah. they and they filmed in the mall and everything. They, and they filmed a little bit in South Padre, which is where I watched it. And I don't think I realized it at the time. Is that's where Missy and I, when I was a kid, we would always go to South Padre for vacation, which is. Um, actually, the last time I had been to Corpus Christi, which I have spent little to no time in Corpus Christi, but from da- driving from Austin to to Padre, you have to go to Corpus and then go down. Um, and anyway, I think they filmed some in South Padre because it's more of a there is a beach in Corpus Christi, but there's more of a beach culture in South Padre than there is there. Hmm. So anyway, good choice. All right. Now let's move to 1999. <laughs> very 1999. Very. It was. Very. I can't believe that doesn't seem very far away to me. I know, but when but the, it's it so, so old. old. <laughs> so 1999, Austin area. Yeah. For Office Space. Yep. Which Wikipedia calls a black comedy film. Uh yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's, it's more white. Yeah. It's pretty white. <laughs> it's pretty white. There's there's two black guys in it just for the sake of having a minute, but otherwise it's pretty white. Ron Livingston, Jennifer Aniston. She gets the Anne Jennifer Aniston, I believe, in the credits. And of course, um I think we were overdue for another Gary Cole <laughs> appearance. Gary Cole. He's so, great. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, uh, as often, I think most of my movies that I have brought have been nineties comedies and, um, it just tells of the movies that I watched when I was growing up, but I owned office space on DVD that I bought from, um, like a going out of sale at blockbusters, like going out of business sale. Yeah. So, uh, probably got it for a dollar. Uh, just like my copy of PCU, which is a movie we should have done when we went to Connecticut. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, it it isn't, it isn't a Texas movie. I know Anne was quick to say she didn't think it was Texas. She just thought it was Hate My Job USA. But uh, Hillary and Meredith, having lived there and lived there. No, it feels very Texas to me. It's it very feels... Texas. Yeah. Well, it does? I, don't, I don't think I knew that it was Texas, honestly, before I lived there. Uh, but it makes sense. I mean, they do talk about it. I, you know, it's funny because it is filmed in Austin. And I, as I showed you guys, I know the office. It's not even, it's like a shitty, like, flex office space, like, off the side of the highway here. But it's funny because it it was filmed mostly here. But then there's a part where his neighbor says, like, I'm going to Las Colinas to do a job. Mm-hmm. And that's in Dallas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but you know, as with all of Mike Judge stuff, there's an air of Texasness in it. Like, it, Texas yeah, is right. maybe not, like, the character, but it just feels like suburban Texas, kind of. Yeah, Texas definitely has that yeah. feel. Yeah, it's it like Stephen sense, yeah. King in Maine and yes, then yeah. Mike Judge in Texas. <laughs> yes. um, I'm a big fan of the fact that they live at Morningwood Apartments, which is just a one-frame <laughs> throwaway. <laughs> there are so many little details in this movie that are so amazing. Uh, I don't know. Plot guy hates his job, is miserable <laughs> at life, gets uh, zonked out by a hypnotist who then immediately dies in front of him, so he can't be brought back, and then he just uh, lives lives his dream of doing nothing. Um, my favorite thing is that Missy's dream is like sitting at a computer playing Tetris and like eating Cheetos, and well, I think yep. he's drinking a Pepsi, so it must have, been, but like preferably like a Diet Coke. Um, right. but that sounds pretty fucking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pepsi made me take it out of Texas. <laughs> yeah, I know. They must have been like sponsored by it or something. Mm-hmm. But oh, I... definitely, because there's a, there's a scene later on where Jennifer Anderson's like, 
holding a, a Pepsi, Pepsi yes. paper cup yeah, in the car very, and it's like obviously. framed I, just perfectly. I love when he's describing um, when the Bobs are asking him, like, what do you do? And he's being really honest. He's like, <laughs> like I just space out for about 30 minutes. <laughs> yep. Do about 15 minutes of actual work a week. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, in the late 90s, uh, my grandmother, who had retired from Xerox in HR, was doing freelance work as one of these programmers who would show up as a contractor and add the extra two digits to computer programming to mm. take... 99 to 1999 and she worked in phoenix in the uh late 90s and i imagine the environment was very similar um it just what a what a painfully boring like it is like the same reason the office is set at a paper company like it is just the least interesting possible place but it's perfect because it is so bland that you can put yourself in it yep so so good and just so many dumb memorable lines like the neighbor saying he would do two chicks at the same time if he had a million dollars i mean i we were talking about it before and it's like all of these things that i say like i do say pasty load letter what the fuck does that mean because we used to have a printer that said that um and yep. yeah and meredith you were saying like not gonna not gonna not gonna work, not gonna work. <laughs> and my friend emily and i used to always be like it's the jump to conclusions. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> celebrate his entire catalog. It's extremely quotable. It is. Why should I change my name? He's the one who sucks. <laughs> I mean, some of this, you know, some of the stuff is, it's definitely less cringy than a lot of 90s stuff. Like, you know, um, some of the songs I don't necessarily think they would use anymore as like primarily like white dudes jumping oh, around no. to them. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like I think that I used to like sing those and I'm like, oh, I'm so embarrassed that I was like, yeah, like jamming out to these. <laughs> but, I, but I think that's part of the awkwardness that, you know, because I think Workaholics is a show where that would be the thing now where you yeah. a, white guys just like rolling, turning down the sound when a black person walks yeah. by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it, well, not like that printer scene is so iconic, and I feel like it's been reproduced yes. in so many different ways yeah. now, yeah. where they're smashing the printer, and it's like this cathartic, wonderful thing. And yeah. it is so. God, there's so many. Okay, so the other day at work, I've been going into the office, and if we have visitors in, we have to give 48 hours notice, which is annoying because I work with brokers, and brokers don't care. Like they're like, and and I've told them like, Hey, you guys have to let me know. Cause I have to let the receptionist know that, w- you know, that they have to like sign up. Blah, blah, blah. And it's always like, Oh, they're coming in in three hours. And I have to like ask the receptionist like, Oh, Hey, like, I'm sorry. Just this one last time. And I'm like burning a bridge a little bit by whatever it's anyway. So why is that on you? Uh, it's so dumb. Yes. So when I was gone, when I left to go to New Hampshire, I wrote this big email like this is where this is saved this is where this is saved and hey just like heads up you guys just remember if you have a guest coming in you need to give the front desk 48 hours notice like here's the link like blah blah blah, like helping out and then sort of my manager person who's very nice but she comes over to me the other day and she was like hey just to let you know while you were out um you know i had to remind them that it has to be at least 24 hours notice to like have visitors and i'm like oh, okay i'm sorry did they ask and she was like they did and i was like i'm sorry you know little brokers like it's just the way it is but i'm sorry i'll i'll remind them again or something 
she stood there for like 10 minutes to reiterate it. And it felt very <laughs> like TPS reports. And I'm like, yeah, I got it. Like, I, I, Which I, are a real thing, by the way. <laughs> well, I was just like, I, 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 yeah, no, I got it. I, no, I totally understand. Well, and you're not, you're not in control of their behavior. No, I'm like, I right. get, I get yeah. it. I'll remind them. But like, I don't. I got, and she was like, I just, again, I know and I, we just have to do this. And I'm like, mm-hmm, totally got mm-hmm. it. Totally got it. I hear what you're mm-hmm. saying. Um, yeah, no, it's, but it is, it, I, I, Dave came in and was just like kind of watching while I was watching. He was like, it's still a pretty funny movie. And I was like, I know it's still <laughs> yeah. a pretty funny movie. <laughs> well, it's still, it's still relevant. Right? Oh, I mean, mm-hmm. it's changed a little bit with technology, yeah. but yeah, no, it is like the office, the little, the people that you're friends with in office culture, like the w- people who you are friends with that you genuinely like, and then the people that you're like, oh my god, I can't, like I can't listen to this person's voice mm-hmm. one more mm-hmm. second. Um, but I enjoyed watching, it. and I also always, even though he ended up being terrible on Sex in the City, I always thought that I should marry Ron Livingston so I wouldn't have to change my name. Not that I had to change my <laughs> name, but that was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that'd, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, Meredith, you mentioned earlier that you have an office space related item. Yeah, and I think several of us do. So maybe on the count mm-hmm. of three, we all say what it is. Sure. Okay, okay I'll do the count. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three, two, one. Red stapler. <laughs> I knew that's what it was going to be. Yep. That's amazing. I'm holding mine right now. It, it came mine to all right Mine too. Wait, I need to know where you got it. So like, my sister someone... got me mine as a gift. And mm-hmm. this was very early on when they were not making red staplers. Mm-hmm. And she had to order it special. I don't know how, maybe on the internet, which in like 2000 would have been a crazy feat. Um, and on the packaging, I remember very clearly, it wasn't branded office space, but it said Perfect for any office space. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I don't know where I got mine. I've had it for a long time. It's metal. Ooh. And um, yeah. it, it does have the swing line. Um, it's not written in black on the side like it is in, I think, the one in the movie, which is very classic. It has a silver sort of uh, metal piece across the top that says swing line. Yeah, mine too. That's mine too. There are three people in this movie that I just realized that have appeared in the West Wing. Bobby. Um, well, Gary Cole, yes, obviously. Yes. Um, shit, let me think about this for a second. And by think about it, I mean stall while I pull up a cast list. <laughs> um, Steven Root has yes, a moment in yes, West Wing. He's, yep. And then, what's his face? Uh, Please not, tell me it's Dietrich Bader. No, Just, it's not. I wish. No. Uh, not going not gonna to work here anymore. He was in the worst episode of... Um, of the West Wing, he's in the 9/11 episode oh. of the West oh. Wing. Yeah, because yeah. I remember what's I was his name? AJ Naidu, yeah. and I was like, "Hey, he's from Office Space." Because it was like, it, but that was obviously 2001, <laughs> so it was like I was yeah. uh, on the brain a little bit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, good movie. It was fun to watch. I'm taking yep. a picture of my stapler. I'm going to put it in Slack. <laughs> okay, please. Yep. So um, you guys all need to see it since you all have one. Well, obviously. I got mine. I got mine because I got Milton'd at my job with the rich boss after he died. We had this like it was at least 1200 square feet office that like overlooked the water and the space needle and it was beautiful. And then they moved me to his pool house um, (laughs) where I like literally had a computer on like a box like a cardboard box. And then after that they moved me to 
if it was 100 square feet, I would be surprised. <laughs> um, boxes literally touched the ceiling. I had to get like a step stool to be able to like get the boxes. Ugh. And then that then that's when they like laid me off, fired me. Oh, God. When I was working there, I'm like, oh. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I just should have seen those signs. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and, I mean, they seriously just like stopped replying to my emails and like (laughs) and I mean I just because they kept telling me like oh we're just waiting for the will to go through and then we're going to open this foundation because that was like the next step of will yeah and I was supposed to work at this foundation and then they're like and then they sent the husband in who is like the son-in-law like you you know that this isn't happening. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, come again? I was a blindside. And then you're sure. like, I'm going to burn this place down. <laughs> yeah, so they, totally. They fixed the totally. glitch that was your employment. Yeah, I'm sorry. yeah. totally. Nine in the guacamole. <laughs> oh, and they even like paid me half my salary. Starting today, you only make half your salary. Oh, my God. And God. we only need you t- for like this many months or whatever. Ugh. Yeah. So someone gave me that because they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is what you get. Yeah. Um. Well, that was a fun, uh, well-rounded group of of Texas movies. I would say. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that the pe- I know when I was asking people to guess like what Texas movies, they, it was definitely like Mercy Blues, and I'm like, no, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's, uh, I'm sure people have a variety of other ones though. Oh, there's tons. Yeah, yeah. I guess what movie says Texas to you? Sign off on Facebook. Yeah. Um. Okay. If we're done, I'm going to move on to TG Recommends. And I always try to think of, because I, I feel like I consume a lot of stuff over, like, you know, I watch Promising Young Woman, which feels like I can't recommend that because it already came out. Um, if anybody has seen it, it, like, fucked me up. I need to talk about it. I've already talked to Christy about it. Mm-hmm. It, like, messed with my brain in a good way, yeah. but yeah, it sticks with it, you for a while. It really did. That was a, that was a Delta at 9am watch. I was, and Bridget would look over oh, and wow. I'm like, don't look at this. Do not look at this. Well, did you watch it? Like it was on the plane or you yeah, had it, was it yourself? Plane. No, it was on the plane, but it, they didn't cut anything out. They did not cut anything out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's intense. There's that, the, the scene towards the end that I was like, that yeah. I had, Bridget started to look at the, and I was like, don't look, do not look. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that is not my recommendation though. If anybody's watched it, please tell me, but because I was with the kids so much this week and really watching what they watch, I don't often pay attention to the shows that they watch because they're mostly bullshit crap that I hate. There's two shows that they have been really into that I actually enjoyed and like kind of got like I laughed at one is called Craig of the Creek. I have no, I think it's on Cartoon Network. I think. I would say it's like a kid version of Big Mouth. Like I kind of like I think <laughs> it is not Big Mouth because that's not for children, mm, but it yeah. was a little bit like sad. And I just found it really funny. Like I was laughing out loud at a couple of things. So if you have kids that are, you know, maybe like six, nine years old, I really liked Craig of the Creek. And then also <laughs> this is not one that I can't believe. I cannot believe that I'm recommending this. But um, Dave and I both agreed that we liked it. It's called Raven's Home. <laughs> it's starring Raven <laughs> Simone. Mm. It was really good. Like, I actually enjoyed it. I actually, maybe I have Stockholm Syndrome. This is possible. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Raven's Home made me laugh. Bridget, did it not make me laugh? Raven's no, Home? It made you laugh. It, she just said, no, it made you laugh. <laughs> and Wait, just, were you on a plane? No, I was, like, watching it oh. in both uh, New Hampshire and in Austin and I um, enjoyed it. I I thought it was very cute. There's some like supernatural element to it that I kind of ignore, but I Mm. don't know. 
I find Raven Simone kind of funny. So yep. it was. I once laughed at a Big Bang Theory on a plane, so I know <laughs> oh, that no. like the plane kind of <laughs> oh, it messes it with your head. Your yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. You're a captive audience. Everything about Big Bang Theory is designed to manipulate you to laugh. I have caught myself laughing at something stupid on Big Bang Theory and then thinking to myself, they fucking I hate die. myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Why? So that's, yeah, those are my, my recommendations. <laughs> I will not check those out. Thank you. Are we plugging this twine thing? Oh, oh, yeah. shit. So, well, I put that there for the sake of it being mentioned earlier. So okay. uh, we will include the link in the notes for the episode of 99% Visible about the various balls of twine, which, you know, I realize sounds really uh, inane. Super fun. <laughs> you know, every time I listen to 99%, every time I listen to that show that I clearly cannot pronounce, I enjoy it, but it's not a part of my, like, repertoire. But I always It say, is a good yeah. show, yeah. I think at one point, I don't know if I ever talked about this, but when I was sort of actively job hunting before I got my job at the Albany Symphony, I was trying to apply for a few things out of sector just to see how it would go. Yeah. And I applied for and had a couple of interviews for a job with PRX. And they distribute, like they have a relationship with Radiotopia and they just, I think they're involved in the distribution of this show and some of the other Roman Mars joints. And the biggest conflict I had internally was that if I got the job with PRX, I would have to bury the urge to punch Roman Mars in the face. <laughs> like he's work. very good at what he does. He, he just strikes me as incredibly smug. Yes. That's workplace Hell violence, yeah. Bobby. I know you haven't really had like coworkers re- until recently. So don't do that. Well, It wouldn't be workplace violence. It would have only been workplace, workplace violence if they'd hired me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now you can just do it with a plot. Now it's just assault. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, if you want to get into the show, we won't punch you. Uh, we promise. Yeah. No punching. Uh, our website is thisshowhaseverything.com. You can send us your comments at throwyourphone.com. Join our Facebook group to answer our question of the week and just generally in, get involved with our uh, our show and our awesome listeners. Um, it's so much fun over there. Our show Twitter is at Show. Less fun, uh, I'd say, but <laughs> still so exists. Um, our uh, email is... T-S-H-E T-S-H-E at 10710.com You can send us a voice memo, record it on your phone and email it to us. We love those and we will play it on the show if we have your permission and you can fax Bobby your butt at 617-354-8513 Thank you for joining us and that was everything and I mean everything. Absolutely (laughs) Totally everything about (laughs) Texas movies. Bye (laughs) y'all You ready me? Go get him. Look for me, young B, cruising down the west side highway, doing what we like to do. I Eyes behind shades, this necklace the reason all of my days been blind days But today, I got my barrowist girl with me I'm mashing the gas, she's grabbing the wheel It's trippy, how hard she rides with me The new Bobby and Whitney, only time we don't speak is doing sex in the city She gets carry fever, but soon as the show's over She's right back to me and my soldier Cause mommy's a rider, and I'm a roller Put us together, how they gon' stop both of us? Whatever she lacks, I'm right over her shoulder When I'm off track, mommy is keeping me Focus, so let's lock this down like it's supposed to be. The O3, Bonnie and Clyde, Hope and B. Holla, all I need in this life is sin. It's me and my girlfriend, me and my girlfriend.
over, you mad about something, it won't be that Oh no, it won't be that, I don't be at Places where we comfy at, with no piatch Oh no, you won't see that, and no, I ain't perfect Nobody walking this earth's surfaces But girlfriend, work with the kid, I keep you working at Hermade Berkeley bag, Manolo Blondie Timbs Aviator lens, 600 drops, Mercedes Benz The only time you wear a Burberry to swim And I don't have to worry, only worry is him she do anything necessary for him And I do anything necessary for her So don't let the necessary occur Yep All I need in this life is sin It's me and my girlfriend Me and my girlfriend Down the ride to the It's me and my girlfriend, me and my 